I'm smiling because this question makes me think about all the photos on my camera roll that I would be embarrassed if my kids found. In the next few minutes, you're going to hear what to do if your seven and 10 year old lads find intimate photos of you on your phone that you took to send your partner. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And I want to read you the whole question. So it says, hi, Sarah. I'm wondering if you have any resources that you could point me towards to help me chat to my boys seven and 10. They got hold of my phone and saw some intimate photos of me that I'd taken to send to my husband. I feel very embarrassed and I don't know how to tackle it. Thanks. So the answer to this week's question comes from the courage pillar inside the Evolved Family Method. And you know by now that the Evolved Family Method informs every single answer and course and coaching session that I do for parents and other adults raising kids. So the Courage Pillar shows you how to start conversations and speak up about embarrassing topics in a way that builds deeper connection with your kids. That's the most important part. It's the practical pillar, it's the how, it's the when, it's the how many times pillar, and it helps you build deeper connections with your kids. In fact, it helps you build keep deeper connections with anyone at all. It's foundational relationship skills. Um, so what you might be doing, if you are in a situation a little bit like this, uh, something that's, your kids have seen something about your intimate sexual life, um, you'll probably get embarrassed and probably blame yourself for letting them near your phone Maybe you're even questioning whether you should have taken the photos in the first place. And you don't talk about the whole incident in the hope that they, and in this case, their lads, seven and 10, that they'll forget about it and the whole thing will just go away. You also might mentally go through your list of mum friends and try and identify someone who you could ask for advice from, who might have experienced something like this before. But... Um, if you try that, you might quickly realize that you don't know anyone who has talked about a situation like this before. And all those actions that I just listed that you might be doing, I understand why you might react like that or take actions like that because many of us haven't learned the skills to deal with a situation like this where our kids find evidence of the fact that we are a sexual person. We don't have the skills to talk to our kids about sensitive sexual stuff. And maybe in your past, you might have been actively discouraged from talking about sensitive things with your kids because of the worry that they might be sexualized. That sounds familiar, right? That don't sexualize the kids, don't talk about things um, to do with sensitive stuff and bodies and sex with kids because um, they might be sexualized. I've been working with parents and other caring adults for a good few years now. And what I've learned is that when adults respond to challenges in this way by being overcome with embarrassment or by doing what comes naturally, which may be not talking at all, it's a sign that they're parenting under the tongue-tied parenting effect. And this effect causes parents and other adults, and maybe you too, to feel like something terrible has happened probably to feel a little bit alone and unsupported, most definitely embarrassed and um, unsure about the next step. 
and let's just add guilt in for good measure. Guilt about the actions that we might have taken that led up to this point where your kids have seen this thing. And that makes absolute sense that you would feel like that. It makes absolute sense to be hugely invested in our kids and what the best for them. So you want to talk openly about important topics. And at the same time, there's this embarrassment and fear of not knowing exactly how to go about it. So in this episode, I'm going to show you how to rethink this situation so you feel free to talk about it with your lads in a way that feels comfortable for you and them and teaches them a skill that will help them show respect for themselves and for others as they grow up. That way you can go from feeling like a tongue-tied parent and not being sure what to do to actively building your evolved communicating family and supporting your kids to grow up into respecting adults who understand privacy and boundaries. So step one, treat this as a teachable moment that can build understanding and connection. So for example, how would you react if your kids discovered photos of you that they hadn't seen before? That wasn't to do with your erotic life. Let's choose an example. Um, let's say in this photo you were choosing a sport that you, they didn't know you played. Maybe in the past you were a cheerleader for the local lacrosse team and you've never spoken about that before. So how would you respond when they saw a photo about that? Now I'm going to assume that you wouldn't have any embarrassment about that. So you might say something like, oh yeah, that was something that I love to do and I made some really good friends doing that. Or you might say, I think I still have the pom-poms from that time. I was really fit during that time too. Um, you might also use that experience to ask them what sort of sport they enjoy. So you'd use it as an opportunity to learn more about them and to teach them that everyone finds things that they like to do and sometimes our interests change and we stop doing that particular thing. So you're using it as an opportunity to start a conversation. So step one has been all about learning to take an event that happens, a discovery your child makes, and start a conversation around it. And I've used an example that has no embarrassment about it, so you can see how that would work. Step two, in this particular situation, because we're talking about intimate photos, this is an opportunity to state your own boundary in a way that builds your lad's awareness of respecting other people's privacy. Now, I remember a few years ago, I was trimming my pubic hair in the bathroom. Let's just lay it all out there. And, um, and my kids were in the house. They were around the same age this person's um, kids are. And one of my kids came into the bathroom and saw me doing this trimming, trimming activity. And that child turned around straight away and yelled down the stairs to everyone else in the house, hey, mum's um, trimming her vulva. I shut that down so fast and I explained that this was my body and I got to choose who learns about what I do with it and particularly what I do with my pubic hair so they don't get to talk about it. Only I get to talk about what I do with my pubic hair because it's my business. So notice there's no shame about trimming my pubic hair. This is simply an interaction about who gets to talk about it and who gets to see it. And the same principle applies to this situation. There is absolutely no shame in having those photos. They are a celebration of who you are, how you look, 
and the relationship you are in where you enjoy and feel comfortable sharing pictures like that with each other. So this is not about what happened. This is more about how you can use the fact that your lads came across these photos to teach them about boundaries and practice boundary setting for yourself. Um, one of the boundaries you could talk about was everybody's phone is private. You know, and it's tricky as adults because, you know, sometimes a lot of the time we will use our phone, we'll give our phone to our kids to play Angry Birds. Well, that's what it was when my kids were small. It's probably something else now. Um, or um, so, so it's easy for that boundary to be um, shaky. At the same time, when our kids see something private on our phone, it's a good opportunity to show them um, what it feels like when someone sees something private. And you could even ask the flip it back on them and say, you know, what, how do you think you would feel if someone saw something private of yours? And they could even come up with an imaginary situation of um, something embarrassing that would happen. And you could talk about and use emotion words for what that feeling would be like for them too. Step three, let's talk about embarrassment for a moment. Notice how the world around you doesn't give you probably models of sexually healthy, interested mums. Our culture often polarizes women. Um, use women as an example. I'm going to use language that's provocative now. Polarizes women into either Madonna or whore meaning that there aren't a lot of mother characters who are sexually active and at the same time socially acceptable um, and portrayed as good people, good parents, solid upstanding members of the community. So mothers or other femme parents might be either wild and sexual or fine upstanding members of the PTA. I'm, right. I'm not saying this is right, I'm just describing what our world is like. So it's either or either wild and sexual and loose and free or responsible and um, helpful and useful and uh, influential. So the thing is, in real life, we are a glorious mix of everything, but there is perhaps pressure put on our behavior to be perfect. And oftentimes, perfection does not look like having a sex life that we are proud of and excited by and that our kids might have some awareness of. I remember reposting an article from the Huffington Post recently. It was called, uh, we decided to tell our kids we were having sex and here's what's happening, what happened after. So if you Google that title and Huffington Post, you'll come across that article. And it's a really great example of a mother, in this case, it was a mother, claiming that she is a sexual human being and she likes to have sex and how she dealt with that during um, the first lockdown of COVID. It's a perfect example of a mother who is also a sexual human um, all being mixed in together. And I think that when we have trouble really talking to our children about the fact that we are sexual and I am not, absolutely not talking about blow-by-blow blow accounts of things we do, but particularly in this case, when they come across evidence that we are a sexual person, how can we claim it and model self-acceptance? 
and teach our kids about boundaries and respect for everyone. So you've just learned what to do if your seven and 10 year old lads find intimate photos on your phone that you took to share with your partner. But this information doesn't do you any good if you don't have the skills to notice everyday situations that show up where your unconscious shame about sexuality um, impacts your ability to have open conversations with your kids, particularly, particularly about sensitive stuff. Now that skill of noticing everyday situations, we talk about in great detail inside the kindness pillar of the Evolve Family Method. And I teach the whole Evolve Family Method inside the Evolve School. If you've been listening to Sitting in a Car for any length of time, you'll be familiar with that program. So if you would like to learn the complete method that helps parents and other caring adults give their kids what they didn't have growing up, which is usually open and natural conversations about sensitive stuff with an adult who loves them and who our kids trust, then click the link somewhere around this episode and you'll be the first to know when the Evolve School opens next. Take care, wonderful person, and I hope to see you very soon. Bye for now. Let's see, that's, I think that's better. Yippee. Oh, hang on, where's my, hang on a minute. What's going on here? Oh, it's not even attached. God damn it. <laughs> Helping you to raise your confident, caring. Oops, made a mistake. La, 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 la. Start again.